you look at PC and you look at, at Clinton as a town, and a lot of people are normally not that familiar with the program or with the surrounding area. You obviously are. What right. advantages does that give you coming into this situation? Yeah, well, I just think, you know, not not wasting a lot of time sometimes in terms of when you talk about recruiting, knowing which young men to identify. You know, when you start to get to know them, kind of get a pretty good sense early on if they'll fit, you know, in the environment at PC. When you look back at your own recruiting history, having recruited some of the uh, the greats in, in PC history, you know I, I was fortunate when I, when I became an assistant. Uh, I recruited first kid I recruited was a kid named Khalid Mutakabir, who uh, is the school's all-time leading scorer in Division One, I, I believe. Um, and he uh, he did some great things for. Us. So he was he was the first kid I ever recruited as an assistant. So got off to a pretty good start, you know, for the first kid I ever recruited. Uh, I recruited Jordan Downing, who transferred from Davidson. I had recruited him out of high school. He goes to Davidson and then was able to get him back at PC. So um, over, over my time there, my five years, I was I was able to recruit some pretty good guys. What was the timeline like for you in, in getting into this role? I know that, that Coach Kearns left, and then there was kind of a, a quick turnaround. What, what was the timeline for you in getting involved with this? Um, so I got hired uh, right around like April 14th, right around that, that week of April 14th. So I got to campus pretty quickly after that, you know, to get started. So it was a quick turnaround. Um, and really, I feel like my head's been down ever since. So, yeah. How is this team going to be different from even just last year's PC team? You know, I don't have an exact answer for that right now. Uh, one of the things I do know is we're trying to stress defense and guarding at a high level. Um, but we do have a young group of guys. I feel like kind of my top ten, eight of them are freshmen and sophomores. So, you know, I, it might it might not show up early on in the season, but I think as we keep building it and day by day goes by, I think we'll continue to improve. And eventually at some point we'll be a team knowing that, you know, we're tough to play against defensively. How big of a recruiting job was it? You talk about, you know, your, your recruiting style such. You're just getting Corey back, getting Cody back, getting mm-hmm. some of those guys that were looking to possibly be able to come back to the university. Yeah, that, that was extremely important. Um, obviously, you know, Knowing this business and the profession, you know, you see a freshman like Corey, the type of year he had last year, and, you know, his phone is ringing off the hook from his parents to his high school coach to his AAU coaches. So, you know, I really tried to attack those guys first, you know, all of the guys that were in the program and just really, you know, let them know who I was, what I was about, you know, and, and obviously tell them all that I wanted them to be at PC if they wanted to be there. So, but that was a big part of my, you know, my first few days on the job, you know, was reaching out to these guys and, and getting those guys to, you know, stay, stay put at PC. Coming from a program like Charleston, you, you've seen how they can do things at you know kind of the mid-major level. How much do you aspire to be a program like that? Well, I think for me, you know, you have all these experiences. You know, you can learn from other people. But for me, that being in that situation from you know the day Coach Grant took over the program and and you know in my five years with him, for us to you know set the loss record at a place like Charleston, you know nine and twenty-four our first season, and then in year three we're in the championship game and getting that large to the NIT. So. I'll take a ton of my experiences, you know, at Charleston, you know, with me at PC, and I'm definitely looking forward to implementing a lot of the things that we did there to build that program back up. You, you come to a place like the Templeton Center, and, and you see these facilities going up around mid-major basketball and around the league. What are the future plans for the Templeton Center or any other possible uh, on-campus facility? Yeah, uh, two parts of that. Well, one, for one, um, obviously, you know, you're in a we're in a era of you know people like pictures and instagram snapchat and all these things so from a recruiting standpoint obviously younger generation you know they're really into 
I guess the aesthetics of you know how things look and um, you know we have plans at PC uh, some things are in the work to, to make some renovations to our building but for me you know the guys that I want to come play for me I don't want that to be really at the forefront of why they come play for us at PC um, obviously I know those things are important to a degree but for me it's about identifying guys that kind of have the bigger picture in mind. Those are the kids that I think I'll do really well with and coach really well. And we'll eventually get the renovations and things like that. But for me, it's necessarily not about that. And I'll go back to the College of Charleston situation. Coach Crest, you know, Hall of Fame college coach, he built a program that was an NAI program that played in a gym, you know, high school gym pretty much. He never coached in a new building, but went to the NCAA tournament four times, you know, in the early 90s when they, you know, when they took over and went to Division One. So, for me, I think, you know, that's, you know, that'll come eventually, but we're not kind of dependent on that or waiting for that, too, at the same time. <laughs> Coach Kearns talked about books and basketball when he was at, at PC, about get, getting guys that are not only there to, to play basketball, but also there to, to you know, broaden their academic horizons. Right. So what sort of focus has that been for you as you bring in kids? Uh, that's that's uh, that's at the, the heart of it, because um, obviously everybody's a student-athlete, so the academics are really important. And, you know, having the privilege to go to a place like PC can set you up for your future. So, you know, that, that comes first. I tell guys that's the biggest accomplishment they could have in their four years is getting a degree from PC. So that's always at the forefront. Um, and, you know, we take that part of, you know, very, very serious. The professors take it very serious. So, you know, there's no way to hide, you know, at PC in terms of the academic front. So our guys have to do a great job in the classroom. Guards are obviously a big part of major basketball. They're a big part of this league. You look around and you know, see that all conference teams there are guards all over the place, and you've got some some guard talent coming back. What do you think your guards are for? We do. Uh, obviously, uh, Chris Martin got to play a ton last year as a freshman. Cody Schubert's another guy that played a lot. J.C. Younger is my like long my lone senior guard, um, who we know is one of the best shooters in the country. Um, so you're right. We do have some good guard play. Um, and hopefully we continue to develop those guys and let them help them take the next step. JC's uh, known for being a pretty vocal guy, pretty uh, emotional guy. Has, has he taken a, a leadership role with you, with you yet, or who else is? Yeah, no, JC has. You know, obviously because we have such a young group, and you know, being a senior, he has a lot of experience. So he's done a great job of being someone I can lean on in terms of you know, a guy on the team that can kind of relate messages and, you know, he's, he's learning what I want to be about. And so he's done a good job. The guys actually voted him a captain along with Corey. So, um, yeah, JC's been, been really good from that aspect. What changes have you seen in Corey's game just from the time you got on the campus to, you know, scrimmages to now? Well, one of the things that stand out the most is I could tell he really took a lot of pride in his uh, strength and conditioning in the offseason. So he's worked really hard to get in a lot better shape, you know, um, and I think that's important for him just because, you know, uh, going into your sophomore year, you know, and with some of the guys that we lost, you know, he'll be a guy that's at the top of their scouting report for our opponents. So it'll be a different year for him. Um, but overall, Corey has a, a all-around game, so he's continued to improve in area areas, shooting, ball handling, passing, posting up. So, yeah. What stood out to you thus far about this team? Um, really just uh, how close they are, you know, how much everybody gets along. Like, that's that's been a pleasant surprise for me. Um, just trying to build chemistry. Um, they do a good job of getting along off the court. And, and they, and then I think it's carry over on the court because they work really hard. You know, they try to pick each other up. So I would say that. What do you see as their biggest opportunities this far? Biggest opportunities? Yes. For me or the team? Well, for both of you, actually. Um, well, really just to have a chance to go out and compete in a Big South where I think from what I've been reading and hearing, 
there's a lot of there was a lot of graduation last year so I think across the board people feel like you know there's a lot of new guys that have to step to the forefront in the league so I think for us that's exciting being a young team because we have a chance to you know make the most out of this year and exceed whatever expectations people on the outside may have of us. When you take the floor next week, what do you expect to see out of your team? Uh, the, the, the number one thing for me that I'm concerned about most is I just want to see guys that play extremely hard, um, play together, you know, very unselfish, have good attitudes, you know, great body language. Um, and so when people come watch us play, they can say that's a team. So. Coach Nyberg did some great things at, at PC. You look back at his, at his legacy there, and of course, he only had one tournament win in his time there, right. but he still was continually moving the program right. forward. And you look at preceding, you know, Coach Nyberg, Coach Kearns. Right. How do you hope to build your own legacy at PC? Yeah, well, I think for me, uh, obviously, Coach Nyberg, you know, uh, he means a great deal to me. Uh, he recruited me out of high school and, and he gave me my first opportunity as a college coach. So, so, so much of what I've learned about college basketball, you know, as a player and as a coach, you know, it comes from him. So, and being a part of his staff um, and taking the program through the transition to Division One and beating teams like Wake Forest and Auburn, beating Cincinnati as a top 25 program. You know, that did a lot for me as a young coach. You know, even even when I left PC and went on to kind of, you know, explore other things and, and you know, start continue my career, um, it gave me a great sense of what you could do, you know, at the mid-major level. Um, and then obviously going to Charleston and having success and doing that there. So, you know, I think for me, uh, you know, what Coach Niper did at PC, I think it'll allow me to really build off of what he did because obviously I think I am an extension of him to a certain degree so I knew how we ran the program and what he was about and so a lot of those things our program will have those elements to it and so for me it's like I left in 2012 and it's kind of trying to pick up you know from that point and build off it and also build off of the last two years of what Coach Kearns did because he did a tremendous job in recruiting and bringing some good young players in there. So um, from that aspect, I think I'm fortunate um, to take over a program where they're coming off a winning season and things like that. So I'm looking forward to building off of both of those guys. Was Coach Nybert one of the first people you heard from in this process? Yeah, I talked I talk to Coach pretty early on in the process. Um, he was he was really excited. He actually called me before I got the job to see if I had any interest. And we talked about that, and then he was really excited for me to get to get it. And then, you know, he, he was pumped. So, yep, talked to him early in the process. How much do you have plan to have him involved in the program, if at all? I mean, I know that it's tough when you start to bring back former coaches, former players, but when you see somebody who knows that that college inside and out and has had the success he's had, how big of an impact can he have? Yeah, really for me, it's just whatever he would want to do. Because um, I just think, obviously, he was at the place for 29 seasons. So, you know, he's to me, he should be always welcome at PC. So, you know, if he, whatever he would want, I would be, you know, fine with. Because um, obviously, it's a lot of uh, wisdom and knowledge there too. Um, so, yeah, really whatever he would want, how much, you know, he would want to be a part of the program, you know, I would be more than willing to have him be a part of it in any capacity. Who else contacted you throughout this? Who, who got it, kind of guided you through this, uh, this job process? Uh, well, I, I was, I've been very fortunate in my career. Uh, had some great mentors. Um, obviously, my former boss, Earl Grant, um, he was tremendous um, throughout this process for me. Um, Shaka Smart at Texas is somebody I met when I was a 21-year-old assistant. He's been a mentor ever since then, so he's really helped me climb the ranks in terms of 
understanding how to approach it when you want to when you have a goal of wanting to be a head coach. Milan Brown, who's a head coach at uh, Mount St. Mary's and Holy Cross, who's assistant at Pittsburgh now. I worked with him at Charleston. He was somebody that's been extremely influential in my career. Steve Smith, who's an appointment assistant at Clemson. Now he's at Florida State, another guy that's mentored me since I was 21. So had a lot of guys. I've been very blessed um, with, you know, great basketball coaches, great basketball minds that I can kind of pick up the phone and call and, you know, point me in the right direction. I've asked this of a lot of coaches, and of course you're going to have a little bit different perspective coming into your first year as a head coach at PC, but the, the changes with the three-point line, a lot of coaches like to play kind of from the inside out. How do the three-point line changes affect your, your game plan, if at all? Um, I think now, because of the evolution of basketball as a whole, when you look at the professional level, I think, you know, obviously I think Steph Curry has a lot to do with it, but I think guys for a while now on the men's side have, it's always been a thing to be able to shoot it, you know, farther off the line. So for us, I don't think it's a huge deal. Um, obviously, I think it'll open up the court a little bit more because you know people typically space to the three-point line. So with moving that back, you're opening up some more space. But I don't, I don't think overall, like from a strategic standpoint, it'll have a huge, you know, make a huge difference in the game. Other than that, you know, maybe some bigger guys, maybe you know, might affect their ability to make threes just because it's a few, you know, a few feet farther back, a few inches farther back. So. So when you see JC come off the screen and take a three-pointer from you know four, four or five feet from behind the line, that'll be kind of commonplace as usual? Yeah, I think so because, I mean, he has that kind of range. And obviously, you know, you want guys doing what they can do. So, But a guy like him who can shoot it, you know, farther out, you know, let it rip. You come off, you see see the basket, yeah, let it fly. So, yeah. Finally, without putting any numbers on it, because that's really tough to do, how would you define success in your first year at PC? Really, if I can just get the guys to – you know, live up to the standards and the expectations that I have from a culture standpoint. You know, I think the results will take care of themselves because we'll always be able to go back and look at, you know, did we defense or rebound like we were supposed to? Um, you know, did we did we uh, did we not allow many mi- middle drives? Um, did we get back in transition on defense or did we just stand and watch? You know, things like that. I think the more the things that we've practiced since I've gotten the job and we've stressed. I think if we can do a good job in those areas, I think the results will take care of themselves for us. I lied one more question. You talked no. about middle drives and, and uh, you know allowing middle drives or not allowing middle drives. So, and so much of basketball these days involves guys who drive the paint and right. either draw a foul or get a layup. Right. What's the, the biggest challenge of coaching, you know, kind of clamping down the lane on defense and, and preventing uh, lane entry and, and kind of just, I guess, making that key on defense? Yeah, I, I think it's just being disciplined in whatever style, you know, a head coach is implementing. Um, so obviously, you know, you you get some teams that they force middle that you know that's their plan and you get a lot of teams that force baseline so I just think your guys you know focusing in and, and really working at the things that you know you're you're telling them to do so you know like for us if we want to send everything to the baseline like we don't want drives, guys driving middle so you know in your closeouts you know you have to close out with the intent of I'm not going to let guys beat me middle so and I think that's some that's one of those things that comes with experience too you know the more you do those things they become habit and you get better at them so that'll actually be a challenge for us as a young team you know because got a lot of guys coming from high schools playing in different systems and and things like that so you know I think for us the quicker we can kind of grow up in those areas and do those things we'll, we'll be okay.